0: Specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: Welcome back to the creep dive. Welcome back. That's Gen O D W Y E or with the deep voice. That's right. I'm Cassie Delaney, and that's Sophie White, voice talent, author and white rights. <laughs> I was
2: like, she's going to fucking do it. She's, and she did it. There you go. That's Cassie Delaney of the dark soul. That's the sirens
1: in the, the background. A bustling
2: city just outside the window.
1: It's because it's still, it's 900 still degrees.
3: really, really warm. Are you just going to pretend like there's not a live creature in the studio that we're not going to talk about? or
1: We have a new co-host. She's not going to say anything because she's very silent. We have a new little <laughs> rescue pup.
3: Oh, you clearly you've put her name on her tag. No, no, Did no. Why that's microchipped.
1: Microchipped. <laughs> oh, she's nice little Cassie's new dog.
2: It's Scout, the tall tales podcast dog.
1: Yes, here in this warm city center. See, her just something more on brand. No, think of something. I tried. Don't know. Poddy. Poddy. Podcast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, tenuous <laughs> What a long form. She could have just called her ears. Ears, just listen up. She could have just called her, please listen to my podcast or please support me on Patreon. This is my new dog. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Please she put support on me on Patreon. Link
2: on her. <laughs> What's her name? It's www.patreon.com forward slash the creep dive. Shout out to Sandra. And also shout out to one of our newest patrons, Sandra, for a beautiful message. Thank you.
3: Thank you for that. And I hope things improve. It is funny, though, when you're in a dark place, you know, when <laughs> st- stuff is like hard to get through.
1: For everyone else who doesn't have context, it's just like, Sandra, <laughs> just keep on trucking on, Sandra. But that's not that's what we hope for her, that everything gets well, better. We do we better. all of you I'm are we um, okay. We're bringing a
3: bit of ju- a bit of lols. I think sometimes, you know, when you when you're you're trudging through shite yourself and it is often good to hear about people who have suffered greatly and you can think. <laughs> At least I'm not them. Uh, seriously. Yeah,
1: here's the place you come for the scum of the earth.
2: Chernobyl really got me through some tough times there. The, the, the
1: event itself. Not
2: the <laughs> event itself. The Can't do it. Very, very um, dramatic TV show. Jesus bleak. Um, oh, Creep of the Week. I haven't been. Oh, yeah, go on. Creep of the Week. Sorry, I totally interrupted you.
3: Uh, those two guys are dead. Oh, <gasps> Jesus, yeah. The two are on the serial killers. Um killers. In Canada, Mm. dead. So everyone can stop looking. Stop what you're doing. Everything's grand. Relax. Yeah. Good. I'll call off the searches. It's weird. Like the article I read was said something like um, it's suspected that uh, or hoped that they were kind of killed by the elements. Or and they talked about like animals that could have got them. (laughs) And then they included blood sucking fly. Uh. And bears. It was like, well, what's the likely option there? You fucking journalist! You fucking journalist! <laughs> Why Flowing would you mention the blood-sucking flies if that would have got them?
2: But like, is there any question that they were?
3: Oh no, they're dead. I mean, yeah, it's just I a know, question of how like, they got dead.
2: Did they not do some kind of like I'm take sure, each other take their own lives pact? Or
3: I feel like they would have said if they were shot instead of the speculating about blood-sucking flies, <laughs> like, wasting everyone's goddamn time. <laughs> you fucking journalist. <laughs>
2: Anyway. Oh that that's good. Just, that's good news for yeah, for everyone. In creeps. Canada. When that dad was talking about his son, mm. like I just Not great.
1: Not great. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Cassie you've got a big one I've got a big one But before we get into that uh, Review of the week Comes from Brian With a Y Who says That's his name Brian with a Y yeah, I know Who says The random rattlings Of internet gold Love it Never know where They're going to take me next Their stories make me want To live like Enya Lies a recluse In a big castle Away from the freaks Of the world I, Hope Is they he keep trying to suggest work. That Enya is not a freak <laughs> Like Enya A recluse Away from the freaks Of the world Yeah Enya has the right idea Alright I would say
2: She's taken her own freak And she's squirreled it away Why
3: do I somehow know That there's a heavy use of velvet In her
2: home did
3: she, Was there ever a show te- I feel like that's just something you, you must Bring us into her castle I think she did a show She would
2: never let us Into her castle
3: I, No no I think she did I'm going to find out She's and notoriously out. private Well I don't know how I know That about her gaff
2: I'm trying to think of The Enya song
1: Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: It's like so fraught. Like she can't say those she can't just
1: say just the word Say. Like, I'm sail not gonna way, have a sail sail I'm not gonna have a bad word said about Anya on this podcast. I'm Gosh. not trying to say bad, I'm just a saying unusual say. person. Very talented though. Really? Yes. Cool. Extremely um, do
2: you guys want my micro creep? Yes. As a little amuse bouche. This is like a canopy. Getting away scot free these last two weeks. I know. Yeah, look how the knitting's going as a result. Just a big square of black. This is my sleeve. It's navy. Um, You're making a creep cape. I'm making She's a creep. Here. She's making some <laughs> So I got this into my personal DMs from a listener. I don't know whether I should identify her fully. I'll just call her Emma T. Why are people doing the personal DMs still?
1: You oh, know, my story is from a personal DM.
2: Feel free with the personal DMs. I'm at Soph White Rights. Still, <laughs> it's not okay. It's never going to be okay, but it's printed on the book and I
1: can't back out now. Just to clarify, that's rights, Writes. W-R-I-T-E-S. <laughs> not White Rights. It
3: didn't occur to you at all. No. Okay.
2: Not to worry. On with the micro. Okay. So, Emma says... Um, I have a creep story that shocks everyone I've ever shared it with. It's a true story. A friend of mine lived in halls during her time at uni in the UK. For one of the girls' 21st birthdays, they decided to order a stripper and they requested a fireman. That night, they all sat around in a circle waiting for the stripper. The doorbell rang. At the door stood an older but still hot security guard stripper. The girls decided to go with it. He turned out to be a total creep. He had all the girls put their hands down his pants and feel his penis. (laughs) before. Before getting completely naked and posing for photos what? They were all a bit traumatised But they paid him the money and he left Five minutes then later the, the doorbell rang The real stripper
1: arrived There stood the real
2: stripper He was younger, hotter and a fireman As they had requested Did it happen? The girls told him what happened and he was very sympathetic He even offered to leave and come back another time But they could leave and come back another time They decided to let him do his thing <laughs> I mean, you'd be full to the brim with strippers by the end of that night. Too much.
1: <laughs> Guys, can we just go back that the first one wasn't a stripper, that was assault.
3: That was they should have called the police. Bad yeah. man. But then again, he was sort of asking them to put us,
2: and they did it. But they did it in the con, they understood the situation to be
3: one so
1: thing. So that man got a little rub from every woman in the room and got paid for it. But he also got photographed
3: with each of them. Yes. <laughs> there must be a follow-up.
2: Whatever became of... So, they just so they decided to let the strip second stripper do it. just stay? sit there awkwardly... bust <laughs> at the end. That oh, was great. Oh, yeah. The identity of the original man remains a complete mystery. And then she finishes the message with, BTW, I have photos proving this night actually happened. And then she sent them to you? Yes. Yes. Oh. So, I was like... I mean, you can he- basically hear me panting in this message back. Um, she says the photos are hilarious and send. I'm like, oh my god, please! So there's first stripper.
3: Okay, which sorry, not a healthy stripper.
2: Healthy young man, oh not so young, god. not that young.
3: Underwear at least clean,
2: very white, very white. That's a bleached white he white looks front. Like he
3: has a semi in that. I he mean, probably he clearly does. does. Cassie, have you seen it? You better be about to show us
1: his dick. Oh, my God. So So funny.
2: I mean, for a kind of a visual reference, I think he looks like Rachel Green's da in Friends. Yeah. Like, do you remember? He was quite leathery tanned. Yeah. And that age. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And like, did he
3: have music or did, you know what I mean? (laughs) Was there any other telltale thing? I mean,
2: did he say? No. So she goes, number one, fake stripper. No props, just underpants. And then Number two Real stripper Came with suds What the fuck So the second pick is a man is
3: amazingly weird Being
2: soaped up But he's wearing a towel Around his knees got, He's got kind of A low hanging towel To ca- gather wow. The suds
3: on his He's not in a bath He's standing on the carpet Covered in wet <laughs> much, suds
1: Much Much More Shapely What you would expect Of a stripper Enough body shaming Thank you Fantastic mm. I know it's
2: so dark though like it, it really is dark, is dark.
1: Like you'd leave that scenario
2: him? And be like What did I participate in? But they tell they me the circumstances
1: dick? again Of which the first stripper arrived to just, a just, rang, just rang the doorbell Like how did he know That, that
2: he was, was a, arriving a to a, a gaggle of women Do you think
1: he just
2: That's his Saturday night Is no. just traipsing the halls of the university Asking did somebody order a stripper And he just struck gold finally Finally Or he's the receptionist
3: At the book of stripper Business
1: <laughs> Bookastripper.com
3: And was like I'll take this one I think That But he would have They tried to look into
2: it I think they would have Found out pretty quick If it was that Well the I receptionist Is clearly going to be that like that No
3: no Nobody of Nobody like that
2: But yeah uh, no The sudsy stripper Seems like a sole trader <laughs> Do you know True True
1: strips and suds and the
2: fake stripper is
3: i feel you're right though cassie that's a that's a p- call to the police that, oh i would absolutely,
2: have absolutely encouraged to like, call to the police
1: but at 21 like but see my defense like my my sort of like calming thought is you know when you're you say you, you, you think <clears throat> you've left the keys in the front door or like you've oh, yeah, left the, the car on. unlocked or something you're like well what are the chances that a bad opportunistic person is going to saunter by at that exact moment for the five minutes that I've left the keys in the door and steal them only to later return to rob the place I'm like the chances of there being those amount of coincidences happen in, in time just are really unlikely so like the fact that this guy just knocked on the door unlikely found a gaggle of women who weren't expecting he existing. had he had to be connected to the situation in some way had to be okay he had to have known that they were there, expecting a stripper at the very least.
3: Agreed. Dude, it's suspicious. Known. I think they seriously delved into it, though. And they couldn't come up with an answer. But we now have a photograph of him. That should narrow things down.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: Anyway, what are we going to do? a deep
2: creep.
1: Deep creep. You have a mini creep.
3: Well, it's midi Midi. Okay.
1: Well, I'd will like I to go get for yours? Will I go for the deep creep? Yes, please. So um, this is also a fun creep for me because I wrote it last week. So it's like coming to it fresh again, because that's how my short term memory is working these days. Mm. My. Sorry, towards the dog. Oh, shout out to Hazel Hughes, a TCD fan who sent this to me on Twitter, saying that she lost a Sunday afternoon to it. I said, sounds like an ideal Sunday. This is a dream house and a nightmare neighbor.
3: Oh, oh, I remember you talked about this. You last teased time. it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, Can our story you hear that crinkling? I'll just quickly crinkle. Sorry, crinkle sorry. and open it. Well, if just you're crinkling, detail. I'll crinkle quickly. Just as a quickly uh, Get your
1: sweeties in, guys. Sorry, it's going to be a long one.
2: Yay. A uh, few parma violets. I'm kind of juicing in the crotch just in anticipation. <laughs> Too much. And <laughs> it's very Too far. fun as well.
3: You're wearing a elective cardigan, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, the zippy.
2: know. I'm wearing one, knitting one, Knit, covered yeah. in cardigans.
1: okay guys we're all settled sweetie's in does anyone need to wee wee before we before we kick off no okay so this story takes place in westfield new jersey it's a beautiful little neighborhood it's the picture of the american dream there's large spacious homes tree-lined streets white picket fences everywhere gorgeous
2: the whole american property thing's amazing like minimum you're living in
1: Friggin 2,000 square foot. Yeah, they're huge. Unreal, isn't it? Massive. So for Maria Broadus and her husband Derek, it's the town that they really wanted to call their home. Maria had grown up a few blocks away, but Derek was raised in Maine. The couple had three children. And in the years preceding 2014, they had moved from a small house to a more spacious house. So they went from a property that was valued at 315,000 to one that was then worth 770,000. But when- up? Yeah, moving on up. That's a big
2: up, leap, I wouldn't be comfortable with that.
1: It's a leap, but when- No, no,
2: I won't take it.
1: When, But I mean, their family like, is, their family is growing. This is, uh, you know, the family are young. Obviously they have, I think they have more kids move into a bigger place and then when a house on westfield boulevard came on the market they fought to secure it now in the reading about the uh, westfield property uh, boom i learned that a lot of houses boulevard was considered the most kind of desirable place to live in westfield so mm-hmm. imagine it's like the i don't know kalini kalini of new jersey and Houses on Boulevard often went for like 100,000, 200,000, even 300,000 over the asking price. So they were really competitive in trying to secure this house. Derek had worked his way up the ladder in an insurance company in Manhattan. And he was a senior vice president with a salary large enough for them to afford the $1.3 million house.
2: Whoa, Big house,
1: right? The house was previously owned by a couple named Andre and John Woods. It's fucking huge. It was built in nineteen. Oh, he said in the listing. Fucking <laughs> huge. It's massive. Built in nineteen oh five, it was three thousand nine hundred and twenty oh! square feet. Oh my
2: god! It had
1: six bedrooms, four bathrooms, and it sits about a half an acre of land. I mean, considering oh, it's surrounded by other houses, that's stoning. that's a gorgeous bit of land. You could grow your potatoes and your rhubarb there, no problem.
2: You could fit six of my houses into that
1: it has a wraparound porch a long driveway and in so many of the reports about what in this story it was actually described as the nicest house on the boulevard therefore the most desirable house to live in in Westfield like Ooh. it's big it's spacious it's gorgeous looking it really looks like I put a picture up on the internet, but it really looks like a kind of quintessential American huge mansion like house like the
2: kind of um, I'm picturing like the house from Home Alone except mm, yeah land. but
1: it's got yeah and it's got kind of the cl- traditional cladding on it in new jersey that as gaff. well okay. like think of like think of like a kind of like cape cod kind of american like dream maybe house. In the,
2: uh, you know father yeah. the bride house that had wooden cladding yes 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 what's yes. the kind of BR? what are we talking about
1: <laughs> oh i'd say it cost a fortune to heat the oh, fucking yeah, thing oh, yeah. you know um Derek and Maria and their three children were delighted to be the new owners and while the house was in while it was you could move into it they decided that they wanted to do a few minor refurbishments to the space before they moved in
2: it's, def- it's definitely wise
1: yeah they just wanted to put their own stamp on it you know it just in. freshen up I feel like the intro
3: to this story is so focused on I might the have lost estate. myself <laughs> I did create you lost create the run of yourself
1: a, did go onto Pinterest and have a little goo of what I would do to the house now and not lie <laughs>
2: I really want to know what their kitchen sitch
1: is. The kitchen's actually quite small. It's disappointing for the size of the house. But they have like a living room, a dining room, a sitting room. Like they have about five reception rooms downstairs. They could definitely do Maybe something do to move the kitchen. Plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, back in it. <clears throat> back in the room, Jen. I'm so, <laughs> so three days after getting the keys, Derek was in the house painting when he received a letter it's worth noting at this point in the story that the sale was very private they hadn't even put up a for sale sign and Derek and Maria hadn't made much of a fuss about buying the house so um it would be unusual like and they hadn't moved in there wasn't like moving vans there wasn't that much back and forth there was a few renovators in and out but like not that much activity around the house that would warrant you know you wouldn't be like oh there's new neighbors moving in you know So the letter was the first of many to come, and it read dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. As approaches it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. (laughs) My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of six five seven Boulevard? <gasps> Why are you here? <gasps> I will find out. Ah! The, lef- the letter referenced details of the Broadest's life, including their Honda minivan, as well as mentioning some of the workers that were renovating the home. Well, he said he was watching. Yeah. So he said, "I see already the you have flooded of the house." Mm-hmm. Go on. I Go see on. already that you have flooded six five seven Boulevard with contractors, so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk tisk, bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. <gasps> Amazing. So earlier in the week, Derek and Maria had gone to the house and chatted with their new neighbours while their children, who were 5, 8 and 10, were in the back garden with several kids from the neighbourhood. The letter writers seemed to have noticed that the kids were out the back um, and said, you have children, I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. The anonymous correspondent continued before asking if there was more on the way do you need to fill the house with the young blood i requested better for me was your old house too small for the growing family or was it agreed to bring to bring me your children once i know their names i will call to them and draw them to me what? whoa
2: mm. are these being hand delivered
1: yes yeah, so it has no return address and it's clearly <laughs> <laughs> no it has no it, no sorry they, some of them are being posted okay who am I? The person wrote. There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that cars that drive by Six Five Seven Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from Six Five. Look at all the windows you can see from Six Five Seven Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look at uh, any of the many windows in Six Five Seven Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. That would really take the happy sting out of you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is how he ends the, or they end the letter. They? Well, this is how, th- we don't know whether it's a man or a woman oh, right. at this point. Welcome, my friends, welcome. Let the party begin. Right. <sighs> then followed by a signature typed in a cursive font, the watcher.
3: Would you think in your mind, I'd be
1: like, this feels like the working
3: of a teenage boy
1: uh there's a lot of creepiness in there for it to be just a random like why why on earth so like my go-to thing would would be a a
2: viral marketing stunt for a home security system (laughs) or something it's like
1: if you listen to man in the window it's that podcast about the Golden State Killer. I've
2: been on and off with it. but, but like I keep you falling asleep.
1: It's like, it's really, really fucking creepy. But like, they're advertising home security systems oh in the yeah. middle of it. That's I was like, right. That is just the best content marketing I've ever seen. Yeah. So get people really fucking freaked out. And then give them a subscription based Simply alarm safe. service. Yeah. <laughs> Simply safe. Keep those rapists away. Can um, I just
2: uh, ask, what year is this again?
1: 2014.
2: Okay, so it really could be a viral marketing schedule.
1: could be, okay. right? So Derek took the letter to the police, who took the is- issue quite seriously, actually. Um, he advised Derek to remove a piece of construction equipment that was left on the porch just in case the sender would come by and cause damage to the property. Uh, Maria was understandably really freaked out. The couple were on high alert and reluctant to move into the house. Derek cancelled a work trip, and whenever Maria took the kids to the new house to see it, she, would, like, she wouldn't let them wander off too far. And obviously they started distrusting their neighbors. So couldn't move in. When I started this, I was like, it's either another bidder who's pissed off or a neighbor who's just doesn't want them doing massive renovations and stuff to the house or just. Yeah, like disgruntled boy. No, I just think it's like disgruntled people. There's too much effort going into it to just be a random teenage boy. Like, why would you sit down and type out a creepy letter like that? Anyway. Anyway. When Derek was giving a tour of the renovation to a couple who lived on the block, he froze when the wife said, oh, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that's how like they were so on edge that like even, you know, a phrase like that was 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 freaking him out. So two weeks after the first letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples yeah. and check um, any post. She recognized the uh, black lettering on a card shaped envelope and called the police. Uh, and the letter said, welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy and I've been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. Oh. oh. Yes. This time he direct them by their names, but he misspelt their names. Mr. and Mrs. Brodus he said. They're Broadus. It was a weird, weird second name, but he called them broadus. Um, And they were starting to get really freaked out. Like, was he close enough to hear their names? Um, was he close enough to hear them talk to the contractors the watcher boasted of having learned a lot about the family in the preceding weeks especially about their children the letter identified the three kids by birth order and by their nicknames mm-hmm. oh. so the ones that Maria had been calling them when they were in the backyard playing I'm pleased to know your names now and the names of the young blood you have brought to me it said you certainly say their names often the letter asked about one child in particular whom the writer had seen using a an easel Inside the porch. Is she the artist in the family? They wrote. Okay, but the porch, they have this big wraparound porch around the house, gorgeous, but there's loads of trees oh. blocking it. So there's very few viewpoints from which you could see into the porch. I'm getting it now. It's the house from Scream.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Yes. I'm going to need to reference the house from Scream, but I will show you the house. Wraparound
2: porch, trees, big bit of land, a bit isolated but not not com-
1: yeah not it's completely, not but like it's got good road frontage and a good back garden so it's not like isolated isolated but like there's a good bit of space between you and your neighbors mm. you know like you would a neighbor
3: see that port from inside their house
1: yes okay a neighbor could, so a that's few the neighbors likely,
3: could. likeliest suspect a few yes but
1: could. but like to be able to hear people talking you'd want to be really close that's bearing great. in mind they're on half an acre as well so they're on like half a football pitch you're not going to really be able to hear people chatting or even calling names clearly. Enough to identify their names, their nicknames and their birth order.
3: What about those listening from far away devices? They exist.
1: Never yeah. mind. Yeah, but you'd want to see them. Because she's calling, the t- obviously someone is watching her call her children and she's watching the oldest or the tallest one respond to the a certain trees name. And you around the house. Yeah, there's a couple of trees around the house, like big tall trees. Somebody Ooh. in a tree could be someone in a tree or it could be I don't know I don't know and we're figuring this all out together Jennifer okay, okay. <laughs> so the letter continued 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in it has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house have you found all the secrets it holds yet will the young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone I would be very afraid if I were them it is far away from the rest of the house if you were upstairs you would never hear them scream oh <gasps> So creepy. Oh my God. Amazing. Have they
2: started looking into the history of the house yet?
1: Will they sleep in the attic or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I passed by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Brados family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. And now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving day. You know I will be watching. Oh! I mean, I'm i'm putting my own spin on the tone but there but they don't
3: know anything with the previous the woods then, the previous owners so it was a private sale it feels it like now kind of would be a good sale. time to contact them and yes
1: yeah, yeah. so they do they do contact the woods at another point right okay. so maria stops bringing the children to the house Around the time of them receiving the letters, the first, so the first two letters were two weeks apart. It's unclear whether this barbecue happened before the arrival of the second letter or after the arrival of the second letter. But around the time of the letters, the couple were invited to a barbecue across the road to their new neighbor, John Schmidt. And John told Derek about the Langfords. The Langfords lived next door to 657 and Schmidt described them as really odd. Peggy Langford was in her 90s and she had several of her adult children in their 60s still living with her he described one of the younger Langfords Michael who didn't work as a kind of Boo Radley character ah. mm-hmm. so he seems a bit strange so obviously all attention turns to Michael Langford Um. Derek contacted a local detective Detective Lugo who had already visited the house he was the one who would recommend that they move the piece of equipment off the porch so um he had been visiting the house to assess what proximity the watch watcher might have had to the porch to see the to see the daughter he was drawing. So okay. he obviously went and was like, "What are the viewpoints that are possible here?" But the Langford house was right next to the easel on the porch. The family had lived there since the 1960s when the watcher's father, the letters had said, had begun observing 657 Boulevard. Richard Langford, the family patriarch, had died 12 years earlier and the current watcher claimed to have been on the job for the better part of two decades. So when Derek went to Lugo about to talk to him about the Langfords, he said "Um, that, you know, stuff in the letters matched the history of the family that the narrative of the letters was really aligned to what the local history was of that family so he was like it's you know clearly the langfords
2: except for the granddad because if the langfords only moved there in the
1: 60s yeah but he could have lived elsewhere in westfield potentially you know um so when he told Lugo about the family, Lugo said he already knew about the family and a week after the first letter arrived, he had brought Michael Langford into the police headquarters for an interview. Mm-hmm. Michael denied knowing anything about the letters, but the broadest is to say that Lugo told them that the narrative, oh yeah, that Lugo actually himself said that the narrative matched what the things in the letters were saying. Um, but there was, without a confession, there wasn't much that they could do. So the broadest is feeling sort of unsupported really by the local police went and turned to several experts. So they employed a private investigator who stalked out the neighborhood and ran background checks on the Langfords but didn't find anything noteworthy. And um, they reached out to a former FBI agent who the FBI agent who served as the inspiration for Clarice Starling in The Silence of the Lambs. Did they Clever pick her girl Clarice.
3: Clever girl Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> they just as a coink-a-dink.
1: Um, I think th- she must have been working locally in New Jersey. Who knew?
2: Amazing. <laughs>
1: um, she must be quite like old enough now at this stage. If this is in 2014 and when was Silence of the Lambs? Nineties. 90s. 90s. Yeah. She was young in Silence of the Lambs. Me her. Hang
3: It was a film.
1: <laughs> yes, but she was the inspiration Sorry. for the character gotcha. Clarice for a moment <laughs> in Silence of the Lambs. Confusing. Um so oh so bucket, d- anyway. derek and derek and fbi agent clarice starling this is not we're just going to call He's her yeah. Clarice just Starling. Um and they were on a high school board of trustees together that's how they knew each other just to tie that in there I just did my research um they also hired another former fbi agent robert lenahan who conducted a threat assessment he recognized several old-fashioned ticks in the letters that pointed to an older writer the envelope was addressed to m M-M m Braddus. the salutations included the day's weather warm and humid sunny and cold sunny and cool for a summer day and the sentences had double spaces between them the letters had a certain literary style which suggested an avid reader and a surprising lack of profanity And um, despite the level of anger that he's talking about in the letters Um, So they thought it might be a less macho writer. Um, So by the end of 2014, the renovations of the house were finished, but Maria and Derek were reluctant to move in.
3: Any more letters?
1: The letters continued and became more and more bizarre. Here's another excerpt from a letter. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and now it's my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood seep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. So the couple were like, fuck this. And they moved in with Maria's parents a couple of blocks away. So like close to the house. But I think if I would spent that much money. And they're continuing. And they're still renovating it. Yeah. You know? Okay. So there's. But no, I mean, they're there. They were renovating we for like six believe months. believe
3: it's the man next door?
1: Michael now, Langford. Point, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. There's no motive.
3: Well, it doesn't sound like. What are the three motive. things
1: that they need? Motive, means, and opportunity. Opportunity. Who need? What? It's like the uh, like the 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 law in ah. the U.S. when they're like trying to prove a case, they need to they prove motive, means, and op- it must be. is it opportunity? But I guess I thought it was another M.
3: But this person says this is, is going to be another ladder. No day sense whatsoever. I mean, it's implying the house is an entity that's speaking to
1: him. So yeah, but that's what's even scarier about it. So yeah. someone has like this bizarre like nonsensical connection to this house that's that's creating a lot of anger and resentment and it's completely illogical which i think is even scarier than someone who'd be like i'm you know disputing your your planning permission okay you know it's like yeah it's someone who's who's just obviously not thinking straight and it's psychotic and there's like continuous um letters i'm a little sleepy then what happens So six months after buying the house, the Broadest has decided dog petting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really distracting. She's so cute. Um, she loved this house. There's loads of garden Turn around and gorgeous. Someday. Um so six months after buying the house, the broadesters decided to sell it. They initially put it up for slightly more than one point three million they paid to reflect the renovations they had done, obviously not much interest in it not much interest because as potential buyers pursued the property the couple disclosed the letters and any interest well, that's soon died foolish. out but they felt like they had to um, so to make matters worse there was rumours of stalking murder and general creepiness flying about Westfield Um in June 2015 a year after buying 657 Boulevard they filed a legal complaint against the Woodses arguing that the Woodses should have disclosed the letter just because the, the Woods had said just before they moved out they had received a letter but they don't disclose what was written in the letter but they thought it was weird rather than creepy um and they the the broadest's argued that they should have disclosed the letter and showed it to them um so they were filing a legal complaint suing them taking them to court which meant that they have to make the letters public they wanted to do it really privately in a quiet settlement they hadn't told their kids about the watcher um, and the lawyer assured them that at absolute most, a small legal newswire might pick up on the story. But like overall, people wouldn't be too interested in this kind of like suit back and forth. He was wrong. A local reporter had found the complaint, which included snippets of the watchers menacing threats. And after a belated attempt by the or after a uh, attempt by the broadest to seal the story, the story went viral. Naturally, news trucks camped out at 657 Boulevard and one local reporter set up a lawn chair to conduct his own watch. <laughs> oh Jesus. They got more than 300 media ques- requests, but with advice from a crisis management consultancy referred to one of their colleagues, they decided not to speak publicly to spare their kids even more attention. Um so they va- they left Westfield at that point. It all just got too much and they went off to a friend's beach house. <laughs>
2: Well, T.G. They had a friend of the beaches. Thank I God! I
1: can't
3: believe that
2: the investigation
1: with Clarice had—they're not pulling up, up anything. The only thing, and to get to it shortly, but the only thing of interest that they pulled up was that they did a DNA sample of the, the envelope, and they found that it was likely to have been written, like likely to have been written by a woman. But what? they can't connect How it. How interesting! Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Did
2: they look in the walls?
1: Yeah, good point. So people were suggesting they do like that kind of heat yeah. mapping thing, but they're not going to knock down walls, not going to no- knock down loads of internal walls on the on the on the threat they, that there might be something in. And them. did they
2: go back through the kind of town records? They were going back, shit. and they found
1: nothing of interest. Like it's
2: not like some Amityville horror house. No, no, no. There in in the was um,
1: there was a family that lived behind them, and a couple that lived behind them an older couple and they used to sit out in lawn chairs in the back garden and they were deemed to be like in close enough proximity that they could have heard what was going on and their daughter married a guy who used to live in the house but like there was no ill will there was no bad blood it made no sense that there would be any reason for him to to hate the family he'd moved in and there was nobody else I don't think like they went they eliminated all of the other bidders as potential Um, suspects people that were you know i think they went to all the other bidders, and they'd either bought other houses or settled on other things they were happy out like no it made no sense so as the story gained more and more traction obviously the community became more and more creeped out and children were scared families on boulevard grew concerned that the media attention would impact the value of their homes and they soon turned against the broadest's the theories range that with some thinking that the broadest had suffered buyer's remorse and that they were concocting this whole mad story to try and, like, quickly, I don't know, get rid of the house. But, like, Weird. surely just There's selling a nice ways. house is a better way to do it. <laughs> um, and they realized that they couldn't afford the home. But they can, you know, oh, that they were concocting this to get out of the sale. But, like, it happened post-sale. So that theory uh, was soon quashed. Um then there was a theory that they wanted to get a movie deal and it was all an elaborate Even weirder plot to try and get a movie deal which again totally unfounded um so a retired veteran in the police department was assigned to the case but the only notable finding was the analysis of the dna on the envelopes that concluded the center was likely a woman maria and derek continued to try and sell the house was their 90
2: year old still live next door
1: that 90 year old woman
2: yeah. Michael Langford's mum Yeah Peggy She's
3: still alive
1: Yeah Still living there
3: But like is she mobile
1: Oh I think she was ruled out Very early in the start oh, I, I don't she think mobile. she was like
2: Well you know what I mean They just keep her in a drawer Under the bed Like difficult that episode to, of the X-Files
1: Difficult to sneak <laughs> around though In your 90s I'd say <laughs> Delivering But they looked at Like they they ruled out The Langfords as suspects Like they looked at The Langford sister And everything they were like Maybe Michael was writing The letters And she was just, just uh, no, licking, licking the, the envelopes um, but <laughs> they were all ruled out so Marie and Derek continued to try and sell the property their uh, estate agent suggested that they try to sell it to a developer and split the plot into two homes um, but the community rejected the planning proposal to do so which really pissed them off because it, it broke some guidelines that there had to be like 80 yards of a plot and theirs was like 76 or something like that um,
2: oh, a night are going to get into yeah, the yeah, of Yeah, yeah, things, yeah. Right? And then right? there well, this was, there was like, everything. yeah, there was like, <laughs> the, they it. had,
1: they had, um, they had approved planning permission for other plots, or you know, in <sighs> the in the area that broke the. <sighs> you know, broke the regulations with kind of more of a margin of error. But they See, were just, the but the people, had, it, yeah, they, the people, they had just turned against them, you know, like they didn't trust them. They didn't want to believe that there was something unsafe happening in Westfield is the real problem. So to acknowledge the problem would be to say, oh, look, there is someone who's creepier, a stalker or has mental health issues in Westfield. Like they were very much like this is a perfect little town. Loads of people want to live here. Look at our gorgeous houses. Piss off with your problems kind of thing um so in good news so they were stuck with this house they were living in kind of a friend's beach house for a while then they gathered enough money from friends and family to be able to buy another house elsewhere so like they have no intention at this point in living in the house they're really desperately trying to sell it um but when they disclose the letters to people during the sale, the sale process sell sale process People just drop out of it. Because they're that creepy like. And there was loads of people who thought. Fuck it I'm going to live in the house. You know people would be like. It's grand or whatever. Who were interested. Who were pursuing it. And then would read the letters. And be like no. I'm not moving in here. So like they were that threatening to people.
3: So were they continuing to come. I mean. After yeah, all the media attention. Surely so somebody is seeing the I guess that some of them are posted, aren't
1: they? Yes, yeah, some of them are posted, okay. but they're getting—I uh, think—they're getting less and less frequent. Where are you going? Um, so they couldn't when they couldn't sell the house. They did get some good news that a family with grown-up children agreed to rent the house, but on the condition that they could pull out of the lease if they were getting more letters. And shortly after they arrived, a letter was delivered. It said, violent winds and bitter cold, the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. <gasps> the, the new, the new.
3: No, one. they're the old ones. Oh, they're the old ones.
1: No, Derek and Derek and Maria are the broadest. Oh, so, yeah. OK. You wonder who the watcher is. Turn around, idiots. Maybe you can ev- <laughs> maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you know me and are too scared to tell anyone. Could move. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. Six five seven Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. So the letter is suggesting that the planning permission was rejected because the watcher has somehow convinced people of the town to let the house stand. So still not satisfying, still not satisfied with just pushing the broadest away from their dream home. The watcher was vengeful and ended threatening violence towards the family. Maybe a car accident Maybe a fire Maybe something as simple as a mild illness That never seems to go away But makes you feel sick Day after day After day after day Maybe the mysterious death of a pet (gasps) Loved ones suddenly die Planes and cars and bicycles crash Bones break Really fucking creepy So This better not just peter out Some emo poetry Yeah Isn't it uh, so the Broadduses never moved into the house after borrowing the money from the friends and family they managed to purchase a house nearby but far enough from 657 Boulevard um, the latest that I found on the house is that it actually did they did manage to sell it it was sold in July of this year for approximately $950,000
2: bargain yes 6,000 square foot bargain Jesus. the
1: final letter that Derek received read you are despised by the house and the watcher won the Watcher never identified, but Netflix have just commissioned the film.
2: This. Oh. oh, really? Come on. And are the Broadus's executive producers? I'm pretty
1: sure they are. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they did it to offset the loss. Uh, their oh, reasoning well. was offsetting the loss of what they I mean. They've lost like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in this house. Plus the renovations and, like, two
2: years of their lives yeah Jeez.
3: i can't believe they weren't able to locate that the center is the most considering the square w-
2: creep i think we've ever had
1: i know Absolutely. i was so God into damage. it i was waiting for it to transpire to be something but <laughs> guys i'm sorry i sleuthed i went on reddit tried to find loads but there's loads of theories of like who it could be a lot of people on reddit from the area believe that it's the langfords but they were ruled out as suspects so come on we have it's definitely to, them that's the only spot so. that you, you could see
3: them. your one on the porch with no i mean there's
1: that's you can see it from their house but you could also see it if you were walking by the house and walk close to the house it's not the only spot from which you could see it
3: and the watcher he never actually did a thing to them just no
1: just loads of threatening letters and creepiness and ruined their dream house Oh, I, tell you, I tell you I tell you, tell you something
3: though. for nothing. A load of sixty year old singletons now, and their mother in their, in their nineties. I think Six it's heavily five.
1: implied that the Langfords are have mental health issues or could be uh, have severe learning difficulties, you know? Like I think there's a reason that there's a couple of adult children living at home. Like it's certainly implied with Michael Langford that he has uh, advanced learning difficulty. So he wouldn't have been able for the letters in the first place. He might have been but like he w- he wouldn't have been They cleared him anyway. Yeah yeah they cleared him. Damn
2: what's the house address called again?
1: Six five seven Boulevard Westfield, six New Jersey. Visual.
2: Yeah. Oh I like the way it's six five seven Google suggests immediately. There you um, on let's have oh, a look.
1: look at it. Yeah, so you can because it only sold recently. There's oh, loads fabulous. of interior. It looks like Amity-
3: Amityville Horror House. How do you say that? Amityville.
1: Amityville. Um, so thank you, Cassie. That Blue balls.
2: creepy. New yeah,
3: release. but
1: but, but uh, there's a great long form read in the cut about it. That's where I yeah. Um, I just get Where's the it journalist's name. The journalist's name. Those fucking journalists. Um, it is recent mm, it was written last year and it's uh, the article has been the starting point for commissioning the film wow it's a really really long read um, and thank you again to Hazel Hughes for slipping on in to my DMs thank you Cassie. with that story any I fucking loved it
3: visuals of the letter there so it's on the or any of the letters
1: imaged uh, Reeves Weedman was the journalist
3: beautiful name just off the tip of the tongue.
1: it's such a gorgeous house though and I tell you something for nothing right if someone did that to me when I built my lovely gorgeous big house down in Wicklow for me and Scout and Lizzie to live in and grow our potatoes and rhubarb then I'm still going like
3: they love writing letters in Wicklow
1: do they they, they do. hate planning permission don't they <laughs> oh
3: yeah. uh, thank you Cassie thank you Cassie you guys are welcome uh, do you want to hear mine Yes I certainly Have do Have you ever heard of Area 51? <laughs> yeah Yay Do you know where it all came from?
2: Oh, I don't know if I do I'll
3: tell you Bob Lazor
2: Excellent That old guy Yeah He so, was a funny lad
3: He put Area 51 on the map About what, 30 years ago By Doing an interview With a journalist Stating That he worked In a place Called s S4 which is uh, a military facility near Area 51. Uh And um, so he was working for the, as far as he was concerned, for the US government in a
2: top secret. (laughs) Sorry, I really wanted to be like, working for the men every night and day. He fucking was, Sophie. Okay. He was working hard.
3: (laughs) A bit of background on Bob, very interested in uh, propulsion, explosives, As a child, he built a, what do you call it? Like a jet engine for the back of his bicycle. Which he still uses around his own home now to this day. He's a science man. (laughs) And uh, has various, or so he says, degrees from MIT. And he's a qualified person of science. Okay. And uh, so he was hired because of his uh, background in propulsion. And replied to an ad went to the interview right
2: what, so uh, when was
3: it so 30 years ago okay so that puts us I'll in, in the uh the 80s? Er, yeah exactly right early early 80s okay so he came along to the venue to do the interview yeah with his you know resume and his knowledge of explosives Yes. and uh interview was going well seemed like he was getting the job mm-hmm. so the guy who was interviewing him said look i have to do a load of to get you clearance I'm going to have to go away and do a load of work here is some information on the job that you've been hired to do mm. so he slides across the table a load of files uh-huh. and so Bob was like alright so he starts flicking through the files and it's looking more and more like Bob was hired to reverse engineer a spaceship oh Ooh. hey yeah so, he was like, I can't, this is
2: unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Was so, this down the pub after? Unbelievable. Or did he say it to the guy directly? Presumably
3: at the time as well, he was sworn to secrecy and signed for yeah, yeah, documents, yeah, yeah, suggesting yeah, yeah, yeah. He would never say anything. Uh, so, Can't say anything. He can't say anything. So, he went to work doing just that. Wow. So, Bob's job was, so, according to Bob, uh, this facility had I think it was nine spaceships some of them were operational as in they were able to move them around fly them even some of them weren't and Bob never got a look at any although he did say once he walked past a corridor window a door on the corridor you know one of those like you see them in movies like thick glass lots of metal um Mm. lines through it Mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah blurred and in there he saw what he thought he saw were two men in lab coats mm-hmm. speaking down to a small figure with very long arms sitting in a chair with his back to the window. <gasps> That's all he really was willing to talk so about like in a terms space of the alien monkey. element. A fucking spaceman. Alien. Otherwise known as Alien. <laughs> So, no, no, he said now, he backtracks a bit there and he talks about that and said, Look, that's what I think I saw. It was a tiny flash of a second. I, I don't know any more than that. Mostly we're focusing in on the spaceships. Mm-hmm. So, the spaceships uh, were exactly as you're imagining a disc. Yeah. They had at the bottom three like propulsion element things. Look, the way he uh-huh. described them moving is does check out in terms of hashtag science. Bob <laughs> does know about science. He runs yeah. now the, this day a company called oh it's called like
1: nuclear elements or something. It's very sciency. Sciency. If he, I was to be a scientist he and want to convince people I was a scientist. I would definitely call my science company. I'm giving Bob Nuclear a elements. bad shout here, right? <laughs> I call
2: science or us. So in, in
3: his current science company is a lab and he has people working there and what they're making is they're kind of you can buy and sell small bits of science. science like <laughs> like a small amount of mercury or you know, you can for like home experiments. Like up above board. Okay.
1: But uh so back to the spaceship. You're doing Bob a disservice. I yeah, massively yeah. am, but He's, I'm trying my You're basically best. like, Bob runs the arts and crafts shop for science.
3: <laughs> to look at Bob, you would say, that man knows science.
1: Okay.
2: He has a kind of a way
3: of. Does he wear him. a lab coat? he was wearing a lab coat and a bit wiry okay, hair were you
2: watching an episode of Look Around You
3: no no <laughs> this is a legit documentary on Netflix but the reason this is also in the news right now is because there's a Facebook group that's called Storming Area 51 it's a guy who set it up as a joke it's some t- I think it's due in September right it gained traction then so yeah. he said like here look they can't catch us all
2: yeah, yeah. If just we just run, run in,
3: yeah. So that's the whole idea. Now Good we've got. Tactic. I think a hundred thousand people are confirmed going to this event.
2: Are you attending? Yeah,
3: and so Bob has come out and said, "Don't do that, please." please. I think the last guy who tried to do it, they just shot him dead. Ooh. So look, they probably had more than a hundred thousand bullets. However, back to the story. So Bob's job was to figure out how these things worked, mm. and how these things worked was by, let's see now. He had a great he told uh, I'll see if I can remember it correctly so basically they were bending they were using gravity to propel so uh, bending the space-time continuum effectively so he described it as uh, like put a bowling ball on a mattress Mm -hmm. now uh, press your fist into the mattress and then the bowling ball is going to roll into the hole towards your fist so that's how these things would work and there is an element that was allowing this to happen which was coined Element oh one one five I think, I think it. That's a very important thing. Anyway, this element I'll confirm what exactly it was called, was something that Bob talked about in his interview, right? With that name, and he explained it in his interview back then, his story hasn't changed in thirty years. What is it? Moscovium. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's an element one one five? One one five. So this element exists now, but it isn't uh, can kind of controlled. Basically, okay. I haven't been able to put it into working function
2: it was only discovered in 2003
3: there you go and bob was talking about this back 30 years ago so basically what's happening now is at the time of the interview catching up with bob correct yes so at the time of the interview everyone went fucking well it seems like it was sort of a big fucking joke basically Mm -hmm. i think as well because he was in his 20s in the interview and you could see the old interview footage he was sort of trying to it was a lot, he was very self aware. It looked, it was a bit, he was a bit cocky, or I don't know, it just, you just I mean, didn't want to like him. Did and he f- just fuck the
2: job in and do the interview? Like, his, how did the his interview belief,
3: come about? um, yeah, he did. And his belief was that th- this element would change everything, everything now, it would effectively end the need for any kind of fossil fuels or any type of it. Basically, all. Propulsion, or things that propel forward
2: right, yeah. have
3: kind of, uh, you know, they propel and they, uh, there's something that comes out the back, right? Yeah, but there was there is no output for this particular kind of reaction, and that's what makes it so unique. So, you know, when you burn fossil fuels, they release carbon monoxide, and that's the output, or and the explosion in a car engine, like mm-hmm. in the in the in the pistons, mm. and then your uh, exhaust yeah. is kind of the output. So that's what's so amazing and, and that's valuable. The exactly, Earth now. Yeah. exactly. Everything that's yeah. So it and even back then there was real. Yeah. So what Should they were doing in this lab? you been with electric
2: cars for decades.
3: I have one. So uh, so what they doing? What they were doing in this lab was absolutely lockdown secret, and he signed away away an NDA thing. Yes, because. Like he, like he goes on to say in various articles and in this documentary available on Netflix called Bob Lazar, this uh, if if they released it, if they, it would change the economics of the world. So mm-hmm. his kind of reasoning for doing the thing and sort of blowing it all up was that we have this, we have this now. The world needs to know about it. This needs to be action now. We need to start using this, and it's kind of convincing. Like he was like, whatever about the fucking aliens. We they haven't at this point, yeah. But I think it is true. I think I think uh, it is true what they say, that the chance of there being no other living or, you know, life in the world or in our universe is highly unlikely.
1: Oh, no, it's, I fully believe you know, that there
3: are aliens. Totally. The fact Smarter here, and better looking than we are. Well, apparently much smaller and longer limbed. So anyway, so where was I? So it's it is fascinating. But what Bob also said was in the early interview, he talked about this hand scanning machine, right? That he that you were used to identify people as they came into the the lab, mm-hmm. and what it would do would be measure the length of the bones in your hand. That was effectively that was sort of supposed to be like fingerprint. I guess it was unique to you, mm-hmm. and it, that was kind of what he talked about back then. That was part of the, you know, his things he could remember as being proof. So another thing that has come. Out as being a f- true fact So the guy who was doing this documentary He is for Netflix Whose name I can't remember um, Came to interview Bob With a photograph of this hand scanner That Ooh. Bob had been talking about Years and years and years ago mm-hmm. And Bob's like oh my god I can't believe this I haven't seen this in, But that's exactly it Ah, That's the very one Now if you go online and do a bit of sleuthing A lot of people
2: basically Are debunking Bob
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, and this particular um, piece of machinery, you know, Close Encounters by the Third Kind, apparently this featured in that movie, which was even... The
2: Hand Scanner. Yeah,
3: which was, in fact, just before. It was in the late 70s or something that film was. So, um, look, there's a lot of... It's really just a fascinating story, and it does really feel like Bob is telling the fucking truth. So, there was a bit... So, it sounds... There's a bit shot in the film. It's towards the end of the film, and... uh, Basically, Bob's been sort of plagued by FBI raids, various people trying to fucking kill him, but, uh, you know. And he his place is raided. His kind of you know his lab that yeah. he owns yeah. is raided during the process of filming this documentary. And uh, it's sort of he suggests, and it feels like because Bob said to the documentary maker, "Look, they they're te- they're saying verbatim conversations me and you have had." So it's nearly a suggestion. Are it's you bugged or, or mm-hmm. it's most likely it's bugged? So. There's a piece in it, right? So you're watching the film and the FBI raid happens and he's texting the documentary maker saying, oh, the FBI are here again. They're raiding my property. They're saying things we've spoken about. And he sends the documentary maker a foot, you know, clips of FBI in his home. Mm. And there's a breakaway then. And it's just the documentary maker um, asking Bob like, okay, you wanted me to film this section we're going to put it under lock and key, this particular piece, and you can, like, it's just going to exist. It's yeah. not going to f- you know, feature in the documentary. But, it feels like, and they kind of sort of expose that, it sounds like Bob might have smuggled a piece of this element out of the lab back then. Oh. And there's a suggestion, that's the reason the FBI are continuously searching it. searching his property, raiding the lab, trying to figure it out. Um so, we don't know. So, it kind of breaks away at that point. And the documentary maker said, Look, Bob, okay, that's there. So, whatever you said exists and proof now in time. So, whatever happens from here on in, that's something you've told me. And it's never exposed, basically. So, we don't know as a watcher what that is. But it feels like Bob might be saying, H- Here's where I'm keeping it. God damn it. This like is a where scene I took missing. It. And it's yeah. him
2: being like, oh, I have a Muscovium. Yeah. Right back. It's so in th- the chest freezer.
3: Exactly. So this is, it is a fucking amazing story. And I'd highly recommend going and watching the uh, watching the documentary. And it's fascinating. And, and like, it's, did
2: you uh, did ever get sued for breaking the original NDA back no, in the 80s? No, it doesn't
3: sound like it. I didn't go deep on that. And they don't talk about it much In the film, but he talks about. Did he work
2: there long? Did he try and reverse engineer the thing?
3: He did. I mean, yeah, he worked it out, and he uh, he, I'm sure, along with his team. Okay, um, yeah. So he drew out exactly how it worked, and it makes sense as long as this particular element is able to be is able to be stabilized and used for that purpose like currently it's not there's a suggestion that it's not it would never be stable enough to do it but it, yes, if it from could from my very
2: brief reading there yeah, it if seems it could, to be the problem is it's not stable
3: exactly then this is exactly what it could be used for so that's the story so far of Bob Lazar and it definitely isn't over Bob is a, it is that's, a really really compelling like yeah he yeah yeah like his story hasn't changed in 30 years at all um, he also goes on and on And he's like He's lost money from this He's lost jobs He I think at, the, at one point in the interview He's like Look if you knew now What you You know Back then Do you think you'd even Do you think you'd have done this interview And he said Definitely not Yeah Like it has been costly And even then Like why So you Why lie What Yeah Was like you were saying Like But also What's happened, what ha- What has happened since is, so Bob had a couple of other jobs at various places on the lead up to being hired by in this S4 place. Mm-hmm. And his whole, like, it, it, they've wiped him from existence. You can't find any proof of his qualifications or oh. his previous job experience. And, and Bob himself was like, look, they hardly just hired me out of high school yeah 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 why would I have gotten the job Ah. but the place he worked previous to this S floor place um, another science based thing more about propulsion uh, said they had no record of Bob Lazar ever working there but if you I think one of the guys got a like a roll call of the basically extension phone numbers yeah and his name was there along with what you presume was his extension at the time yeah so this kind of Bits and bobs like that, and as you'd think, it the least the government could do just erase your fucking degree from DIT. I'd say they could do that no problem. Absolutely, Absolutely no problem. And even when I was thinking, Jesus, I was like, when did why they go? all The shit
2: they did with uh, the um, fucking MK Ultra and shit like yeah. that—like nothing's off limits for them.
3: Yeah. Wow. So then, so yeah, so I was thinking then as well. Jesus. Like, would you not have any proof of being in college? But I guess it's, there's no fucking Facebook or. Do you know, you're like, yeah. But surely there are enough remember, people.
1: There's enough witnesses. Although they're probably well, that's what they're happened saying. to him that they don't want to be involved.
3: Maybe that, but there's also his pals. You know, are saying like, yeah, we went to college together. Yeah, and I dropped him off every day, and yeah. So it is like his friends have stayed, remained the same, and his friends have backed him up ever since. Like he didn't lose.
1: Do you know? He's obviously showed his friends' element. One one five.
3: Yeah, so there's a piece as well. I fucking should have paid more attention, but there is a, <laughs> there is a piece of footage that they show and at like sixty second, it's like a s like under a microscope, it's some sort of reaction. It proves nothing. But then it's marked as element one one five. It's like as if it was a piece of film. And Bob had said, Oh, I don't know where that is. I think I have a bit of footage. And your man, the documentary maker, went through all of his gear and found this old yeah. VHS. But again, it doesn't necessarily prove anything.
1: Yeah, you know, he's just labelled it as that. Exactly. But, the but you're the non-scientists
3: amongst us, then yeah. We wouldn't just know. Just like a kind of a dark thing. Anyway, yeah. So that's the story of Bob. What are you looking at there?
2: I'm looking at the um, the project uh, that where they claimed that they were making experimental projects. One called Oxcart and one called Nerva that they think inadvertently prompted many of the U.F.A. UFO rumors like it's the obviously official line, which is that they the ox cart was apparently unprecedented. It had a wide disk like fuselage uh, designed to carry vast quantities of fuel, apparently.
3: Yeah. And this is what they're saying. Bob's getting confused. Yeah. They're
2: like, Bob's just confused. Yeah. Um, we were actually just trying out a flying saucer mach- yeah. <laughs> machine. Yeah, it looked an
3: awful li- lot like it. But
2: uh, also on the Facebook event to storm Area 51, it was actually close to two million people. Oh, shit.
3: <laughs> wow. Well,
2: don't have that many bullets. Yeah. Yeah.
3: When is the taking a place? a million
2: and a half are still like interested. Awaiting, do you know When it's like confirmed and interested There's like a 100, and, sorry there's 1,400,000 maybes Deppid. So it's scheduled for the 20th of September Let's do and it And you're right it's billed as Storm Area 51 They can't stop all of us <laughs> In an attempt to see them aliens
3: Bob suggests we shouldn't do that
2: Oh my god so funny Amazing though no? Like,
3: you know you can see why they would want to block it you can understand but I was talking we were watching but whatever, whatever me and Dan. else is in there yeah
2: if it's not like alien technology or whatever it's something it's secret it's something fucking but, serious that people should be told about
3: well wait for this I, we, me and Dan were watching together I bet together. you they're
2: building the ark
3: no, no, listen, wait, wait, wait. The, and Dan was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this, yeah, saying all those things like, Jesus, you know, we really gonna, we're gonna know what's in there. And Dan said, well, They've maybe got the not. the
2: countdown clock to Armageddon. He said,
3: well, what if the aliens are watching us and kind of gauging how, how our technology is coming along? And if we surpass a certain point of knowledge in terms of technology, they'll just destroy us. But until then, we're not really seen as a threat. So he was saying, what if the government are, using the technology in order to potentially build a force field of protection so that if well, the
1: Dan, Dan, Dan works for gone. Facebook I
2: mean, <laughs> you can't it's, you, yeah, you've lost all credibility Dan
1: you I, used I, I to know. be cool I thought that was, I they're thought just that was building a community of like minded people
2: <laughs> <in there. laughs> It's just about communicating. are all white yeah. <laughs> well I mean you can talk <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's Bob Oh that's I love Area Fifty One. Like I'll, there's lots more I'll juice go for years on it. Yeah, so we need good. an
3: alien specific yeah. um, shape next time. Okay.
2: I mean, obviously, I fully believe. Of course, I think it's complete. Like the height of weird arrogance to think that we're the only. Uh, yeah, like kind of. No, we're one
1: hundred percent not the only living thing. But it's. But I also are don't think aliens would be that
2: interested in us. To be honest.
1: Well, as you sit here knitting your continually large square... Of, Who wouldn't of be interested <laughs> in you? Knitwear.
2: Where does she get the technology to knit this?
1: Am I right in saying there's a piece of thread
3: up the hole of one of the knitting needles? No,
2: <laughs> no the no, knitting needles are attached. The knitting needles are attached to each other.
3: Okay, that was a little uh, segue. Anyway,
2: <laughs> thanks for listening. How long has oh, this episode Thanks been? for bringing us back lying. to Area I think 51. it was a good one, no?
3: It was a good one. Okay, to come by. Oh, we didn't do any give us money asking. Oh we did a bit on the dog chat Give us some Patreon If you want to That's fine if you it don't It would be lovely But please do Consider, consider purchasing
2: it. My forthcoming book
3: Oh yeah Filter so This i wrote a book Called Filter This
2: It's actually There's some elements Of creep to it
3: It's not out yet though But you can pre-order it
2: Pre-order it now On Easons or Dubray It's called Filter This And it's by Sophie White Right, right. <laughs> Yep
3: yeah. We'll think of other things To vlog next week Cass <laughs> Follow us I have nothing to Dive
2: flag. Creep On Twitter at do the I, creep
3: type on Instagram that's that's it or that's
2: just th- in the streets we love when you come up and say hi
3: nobody has ever done that
2: they, they fucking have that happens they have Did you, I
3: don't know why people don't do it to you I think
2: somebody Maybe actually don't, don't I know, feel no, like no, I wrong. should shout out Emma who was it Emma the post office chick oh yeah there you go
3: was that yeah was that Mother of Potter Who's too hard anyway, to not
2: minutes. to worry
3: thank you everyone thank
2: you all thank you to especially our patrons
1: the truth is out there Bye.
2: You
3: right? Bye. <laughs> Sophie's
1: like stuck in thought there. Stuck
3: in thought. What's the theme tune? I, that's what I was trying to. hear. Damn. <laughs> Weird tone to kick it off with. Okay, <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: gone kind of off track there, guys.
3: <laughs> Bye. Bye.